Politico calls this nightmare on Wall Street. The Wall Street reform bill is taking that rarest of paths through the Senate, actually gaining tougher provisions against the industry as it proceeds, not being watered down to win votes as uh, the health care reform bill was. And that's put Republicans in a difficult spot where they bloody well belong. They like the bill less with each passing day, but know they risk looking like they're siding with Wall Street if they vote no. Look like they're siding with Wall Street. They are surgically attached to Wall Street. Even top Republicans, such as Senator Judd Gregg of New Hampshire, predict the bill will pass as early as perhaps this week. But it's not clear yet how many Republicans will be willing to sign on to legislation they say falls short in key areas. Democrats know public opinion is on their side and keep pressing their advantage. The latest example uh, is uh, when the vote came up in the Senate uh, last week, 64 to 33 uh, passed an amendment by Senator Dick Durbin that would allow the government to oversee debit card transaction fees. Consumer advocates loved it. The industry hated it because the small fees on millions of card swipes add up to big revenue for ailing banks and, of course, create more ailing consumers. It's getting worse, said one Wall Street official, and it was made much worse by the Durbin vote. Oh, crocodile tears just float down Wall Street. Of course, the situation is provoking smiles at the White House, where officials are quietly thrilled by a political dynamic that's entirely different from the one they faced in the health care debate, in which asking many members to vote for the administration's proposal was asking them to risk their careers. So this is what delights them in the White House. In my life, I find other, other outlets for delight. Now, Many members of Congress are eager to vote for the Wall Street measure and scrambling to introduce measures to make it tougher. That dynamic is playing out in vote after vote. For example, on credit ratings, now here's the thing on credit rating agencies. The Wall Street establishment watched with horror as senators voted 64 to 35 to upend the traditional way of doing business. Under the old model, firms issuing bonds would pay the rating agencies to grade the offers, which critics called a conflict of interest. You think so? You're paying? Paying the people that are rating your services? I don't get it. The new plan would establish a credit ratings board that would stand between issuers and raters determining which agency issues the rating for certain bonds. On an audit the Fed proposal that was once deemed a long shot to be included in the bill, senators voted 96 to 0 to add a compromise plan that would allow the government to audit the actions of the Fed during the 2008 economic crisis, but not its activities generally. That's a great, big, size 13 government shoe in the federal door, opening up the cavern of the feds. I went to Yale, and at Yale, they have these things called secret societies. And at the time, it was only guys. And the the most powerful one is called Skull and Bones, to which George Bush Sr. and Jr. belonged. Well, that's what the Fed is, probably filled with Yaleys from Skull and Bones. It's this dark, secret chamber that now we're opening up and shedding a bit of light upon. Yeah, it's a nightmare. A nightmare I hope the Fed sweats out every night. If I drove this car in my country, I'd be kidnapped. Caramba! I want a car that smells like me. I'm not an a simple man. I do not need an a simple car. Caramba! I love to drink in the lush wine-filled interior. 
like the way the doors lock. I will be buried in this car. Carumba! I love this car. I hate this music. From General Motors, the people who gave you the luxury car and recalled it. Elena Kagan, the country's first female solicitor general. She apparently plays a mean game of softball. She likes to play softball. She likes to play poker. I didn't know this, but uh, softball bat symbolizes a certain lifestyle. Oh, really? Yes. Uh, What is it? Quote, it is clearly an allusion to her being gay. By the way, a fact, her gayness, the White House denies. A softball game. The Wall Street Journal adding fuel to the fire, publishing a 17-year-old photo of Kagan playing softball. Are you gay? Please tell us whether your nominee is gay or not. It's a legitimate question. But now they're saying that because the woman plays softball, she may be gay. How insane is that? Women's softball has been associated with, uh, with lesbians and being gay for a long time. That's been sort of a signal like two men sunbathing together on a beach or something like that. What? The immediate implication what? is that what? they're gay, and that's all. I've, I've known that for a long time. Yeah, you can tell just by looking at her. <laughs> yes, exactly. She can teach you how to hit. Bill. Oh, yeah. She's got a good batting stance there, Joe. I'm sure my stance wasn't as good as Elena Kagan's. The elbow is up. You see that elbow? <laughs> this is the most ridiculous this, conversation. This is Yes, it is not. a woman who knows you bring it through down low. It's great form. I don't right. know what that suggests. What, what, what's the mission here by the conservative uh, newspaper uh, doing this? This photo, I think possibly deliberately, though I can't know, it certainly gave the mainstream media an excuse to talk about uh, Solicitor Kagan's you know, sexual orientation. And I'm not going to say anything, but if you go into uh, her office, the Solicitor General, yeah. there are posters of the indigo girls everywhere <laughs> and i don't i mean i like them too you ever hear ghost that song that it's a great song and are we missing a part of this now that that's just fabulous because leave it to pat buchanan to come up with with the most whacked out take on on anything i during the 2008 election i actually found him rather even-handed you know and I thought, well, this is an interesting kind of populist approach. I forgot he was the pitchfork populist, all right? So he's bad on Kagan, right? You pick up a softball bat, you're a lesbian. That's it. In fact, only lesbians are allowed to pick up softball bats in certain of the sporting goods Gee, stores. Gee, I watched you know, several seasons of The L Word, and there wasn't a girl with a bat in, in any episode of that show. And they were all guaranteed lesbians. They, they guaranteed it to, right at the top of the show. Said, Hollywood well, lying again Really? You mean again. they should have had sort of short, stumpy girls with bats? I won't go there. Okay. Now, but Pat <laughs> Buchanan doesn't stop there. No, no. That. Yeah, go no. ahead. Now he's resurrected another time-honored reason for opposing Ms. Kagan, right? He says, this is quoting him, right? Okay. Indeed, of the last seven justices uh, nominated by Democrats, JFK, LBJ, Bill Clinton, and Barack Obama, one was black, it's Marshall. One was Puerto Rican, Sonia Sotomayor. Uh, the other five were Jews, Arthur Goldberg, Abe Fortas, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, Stephen Breyer, and Elena, K- Elena Kagan. <coughs> if Kagan is confirmed, Jews who represent less than 2% of the U.S. population, will have 33% of the Supreme Court seats. Is this the Democrats' idea of diversity? But while leaders in the black community may be upset, the folks who look more like the real targets of liberal bias are white Protestants and Catholics who still constitute well over half the U.S. 
population. Excuse me, I thought that all the guys on the Supreme Court presently were all Catholics. I mean, we may have a historical abundance of, of Jews. Was it 37%? No, it would be 33% 33%, I think, given the educational level that's going on in the United States today, probably 33% of the Jews in the country are smarter than, than anybody else at the I moment. Don't, I don't know. I, a couple of things that were said. Remember, we did, a, we did a whole thing on why there was no Protestant being put up for the Supreme Court. One, because the evangelical Protestants have been using kind of talking in tongues rather than working through law books. Yeah, and, it's not like going to school and getting an education and, and figure. I mean, why have we no Korean Supreme Court justices yet? Because I don't know. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It'll either. come. There It'll are, happen. There, there, there are, you know, maybe we should repack the Supreme Court. So, you know, every language that the American ballot is translated into, the ones you can't read, yep. is this Burmese, honey? I can't read this one. You know, then every one of those languages there, we'd have that on the Supreme Court. There's 105 it. separate languages spoken in the Los Angeles School District, 105 people on the Supreme Court. Now, there's a nightmare. I've got Scott Wilde on the phone. How you doing out there in Bismarck, North Dakota, my man? Things are going great, Peter. Yeah, they sure are. Let me give a little background on on, on how right. we're working together. Uh, we put Oz, Radio Free Oz, up um, in late March. Pretty much we wanted to get it up there. We wanted to get the show out. We wanted it to look good. Well, it's a good-looking site, and the show's working, but... It really isn't what I would call a real professional or, or full-service site. So we got together with Scott. We got Phil Fountain and we got Tom Gedwillow, the whole Oz team, and Dave Maloney working on this. And we're going to we're going to really put Oz over the edge. So here's what I want to talk about, Scott. If we were starting right from the beginning, and this is for people who will be facing the same situation themselves, how do we get this? How would we get this going under the best possible circumstances? Well, let's talk a little bit about what we're doing with um, Radio Free Oz. You know, we've got the site. You've already launched it. So you, you've, in essence, stuck your flag in the ground and, and you've launched. And, and that's really important is to sometimes just take action and get it going. Mm-hmm. But what we're doing with the brand new site is that we are going back now and we're really assessing who the audiences are. And when I say audiences, I mean more than one audience. You know, there, there might be partners or there might – obviously, there's people listening to the show right now. But there are also people that may be interested in being interviewed on this show at some point or partners that may want to sponsor the show at some point. Um, you know, so that we're identifying all the audiences and how do we get the information that's of value to them, okay? So what we're doing is we're actually kind of going back now and we're creating the site map. Um, we've actually launched a development site. But before we, you know, we've skinned it and before we get too far into that, we're, we're now like our, our conference call that we had last night with Phil Fountain and Tom Gadwello and yourself and I, you know, we, we started talking about what is it that we want this site to do and, and what kinds of interactions do we want people to have or experiences do we want them to have so that we can really make sure that that exists not just even on the homepage, but it exists deep within the site. So when they're in looking at the show archives or looking at specific segments, um, and, and even what segments th- those might be. You know, when we talked about uh, delivering each of these individual segments of the show separately as, as an option, or, or the possibility of a premium site, you know, coming up. So what what is a value and when, how do they want to consume that? Where do they want to consume that? So it's really important that we are doing the process we're doing now of just actually building that site map and just sort of gaffing those ideas with a pen, getting them on paper, 
and or digital paper, I guess the, the our online tracking, but so that all the whole team is on the same page and we all understand what is it that this site is going to do and what experiences the user going to have with the site once we have that the development of the the content is going to be easy and there are some exciting things coming up yeah one of the things i find exciting is that we're working with this free program called wordpress and it really is intuitive you know if you had to do it on your own you can develop a fairly sophisticated site. The problem is it'll probably look like every other, quote, sophisticated site that somebody did on their own, but that's okay. But the fact is, the tools are there. And when we talk again, we're going to talk about some of the very specific tools that are available to us, okay? That sounds awesome. Okay, talk to you soon.